0: So hello, folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward in the virtual sales chat show studio. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Graham Jones and Mr. Phil Jessen, and I'm Simon Hazeldee. We will not allow anything, including COVID-19, to get in the way of recording our episodes for our our fine listeners. And this episode is called How to Stop the C-Suite from Showing You the Door. So this is about how can we get into and successfully engage with some of the more senior stakeholders that will obviously be very influential in our existing client organisations, but also in prospective client organisations. And Phil, you're gonna you're gonna kick us off, sort of position this why it's important, etc. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think it's worth pointing out that some of our listeners will be frustrated by not being in the boardroom the range of c-suites as it were so uh, i think there are a a number of things just to point out on that and maybe come up with a few ideas between us to help people get into that elevated position and status i I think the provocative one liner to start with is that if you're not in the boardroom you are by definition going to be a supplier not a partner, and there is more to be gained by being a partner with each of our customers than there is by being simply yeah. a supplier. So that's the the big benefit statement on it. Um if as a salesperson you're not yet known in the boardroom by one designated contact or by a number of contacts I think there are a number of things that you can do, for example, uh, making contact with these senior people on LinkedIn and developing a relationship with them on LinkedIn, long before you need to leverage that. Uh, Another thing that we can do um, on emails, for example, is to copy people in who are at a senior level to the person that we're talking to. Uh, My standard line on that, Uh, and I use it on many occasions, is that I've copied in Jim as a matter of courtesy. And if you mention I've copied in Jim as a matter of courtesy, how can you possibly be accused of anything other than providing a good service? And I think my last comment is to remember that in this world of selling and getting access to the boardroom, uh, the person who's going to find that easiest is your own chief executive or your own sales and marketing director, the higher up our own organization, the easier it is to penetrate the senior echelons of another organization. And although uh, salespeople and uh, people like ourselves might spend hours and days trying to get access to senior people, very often, if a chief executive's PA picks up the phone and talks to the other chief executive's PA, it's as simple as saying, well, my boss needs to see your boss. Let's get something in the diary. Job done in 30 seconds. So those are my three opening lines, really. Uh, Use LinkedIn long before you need to leverage it. Copy senior people into routine emails. And remember that your boss is probably... The person that can breach that big high wall that has prevented you from getting access.
0: Yeah, I've um, I've mentioned sometimes called level selling. You know, I've often said to somebody. You know, if you really need to see that person who's quite senior, can you get your boss or your boss's boss? And quite often, salespeople they look a bit scared of it. Actually, Phil, you know, it's just a bit like, my goodness, could I, could I really? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, of course you can, because if you don't ask, yeah, you know, you don't ask, you don't ask, you don't get. You know, I just come from a background in it. I worked a long time in an organisation where. RMD was 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 very heavily involved in senior level contact. So for me, it just seemed like normal, and yeah. I was quite surprised. Uh, it's not necessarily always the case, and I think uh, a thought for me is that I think sometimes salespeople have a comfort zone of how senior it's okay for them to work, and they're sometimes a bit scared of CEOs, CIOs, CTOs. You know, these these sound like very powerful you know, hyper-intelligent people, where in fact, you know, when you start interacting with them, yes, of course, they're usually very clever, smart and experienced people, but they are human beings at the end of the day with hopes, fears, problems, challenges. And providing, I think, you approach them and work with them in the right way, there is nothing nothing to be scared of. You know, yeah. they're, they'll always be delighted to talk to someone who can help them achieve what they want to achieve inside inside their organization. So I think, you know, maybe to some of our listeners, you know, just, just check your where you feel comfortable, what's your internal barometer, and then just push yourself to go that little bit higher. You well, know?
1: Just, just on that point, I think many salespeople, and we've been there, have a fairly standard presentation. Yeah, And one of the things that I think some salespeople are a little bit frightened of is the thought that if they are in the boardroom talking to three different directors who are running different departments, somebody from marketing, somebody from HR, somebody from finance, they've now got to use three different languages if they are going to connect with those people. It's no longer the standard stuff. It's highly tailored and it may well go into areas that, as salespeople they're not particularly familiar with but go there learn
0: from it yeah i'm not i'm not sure i would always consider having a presentation for that first c-level meeting either i, I think uh i personally would would not necessarily jump to, to that as my first angle of i might have it ready in case they was to say so tell me something about your organization but i'd I, which we can kind of come on to in a moment or two have some sort of story to tell them rather than yep. necessarily you know trot out the same old standard um powerPoint slides or that <laughs> or that or that or that, that's, that sort of thing so let let me tell you all about our company. no, don't not a, not at a sea level meeting not until you're invited to do so I don't think is 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 a is a thought
2: uh, I think so I, I was going to say for our listeners in the uk. I would just say, you know, if you want to see the value of a PowerPoint presentation, just think of all those Downing Street press conferences we've had over the last uh, <laughs> few months, uh, where they've bored us to death with PowerPoint slides that are meaningless in in many instances. So um, I wouldn't go straight to PowerPoint, but I think one important thing here is that when you speak to salespeople, and I've spoken to them, they often say things like oh, you know, the chief executive just doesn't understand my job or the chief marketing officer just doesn't understand what it's like being a salesperson. And actually, I think that's important the other way around. If you want to not be shown the door by people in the C-suite, you need to understand their job. Yeah, so yeah. you need to understand these people better because as a salesperson, you probably moan that the senior people in your own organization don't understand you and your job um, and you probably all moan about that down the pub and everything else. Um, and equally, those C-suite executives that salespeople might be wanting to get to, I bet they all moan
0: yeah. when they're
2: down the pub that those salespeople just don't understand them. So, understanding who your audience is, I think, is fundamental here.
0: One of my um, one of my colleagues in America um, told told me a lovely a lovely story. Um, he, he was working for quite a large organization and um, it, it transpired that the CEO of the customer he was going to see was actually very interested in working with them. But my colleague was in front of them and started, started this, the meeting in his typical manner. And the CEO sort of put his hand up and he said, he said, uh, he said, Bill, he said, based on what you understand about our organization, um, where do you think we should be? We should be focusing. Because he, because he couldn't answer. The, he he said he completely fluffed it. And the CEO said, "Well, what, tell you what," he said, "Why don't you, you know, go away and come back um, when you've had a little think about that." And took him out to his executive assistant, and, and then shut the door. And the executive assistant turned to him, turned to my colleague, and went, "Didn't go so well then, huh?" fuck this and she said don't worry he always gives people a second chance and so when he came back the next time he could answer the question and then they ended up doing business they ended up doing business together but it was (laughs) it was a cautionary tale of oh excellent now let me tell you about my company
2: it's a bit like simon cowell on x factor and britain's got talent and those kind of programs where somebody's doing an audition and he puts his hand up and says stop and then says have you got a second song because he's worked out that that song wasn't right for them and for what they were trying to do, and they go to the second one, and he goes, "Yeah, well, that was better, you know." So he, even people who you think of as being, you know, ogres or not understanding actually do understand and do want you to succeed, yeah. because you know people like Simon Cowell only make their money because of the acts that he he signs up are successful so he wants them to be successful he doesn't want to be critical and so on he wants to find how they succeed and exactly the same for c-suite executives they want their business to succeed and they want you as a salesperson to help them succeed so actually they're on your side but you've got to deliver the right thing and that means you need to understand what they really want
0: well i think i if i was to if i was to say to our to our dear listeners um you know, some things you've absolutely got to consider is, is firstly, what what's your goal for having the meeting? Because you you only need to go as high as you need to go. You know, we're not necessarily saying the C-suite's always the right place, but what do you what do you want as your outcome from the meeting? I think so. You need to be pretty clear on that because it's not likely to be a very long meeting, unless you unless you get a really good lucky break. But then I think is do your research on their industry. Their organisation, and also on them as an individual person, because you've got to show that you really, really understand them. You know, I, I heard a, a cautionary tale of one of my clients in the IT industry of an account manager who got in front of a CIO or a CTO, and and decided the opening question was, "So, what's keeping you awake at night?" Was his opening question to the CIO or the CTO? I forget which. To which the response was, "Well, why don't you go away and come back when you can tell me what should be keeping me awake at night?" And literally threw them out, threw them out of the office. So, <laughs> having that, having that industry knowledge, you know, doing some some like sort of pestle analysis—political, economic, social, technological, legal, environmental—what's going on in the IT industry, aviation industry, pharmaceutical industry? What's going on with their organisation? What's happening? What's their strategy? What are they planning on doing? Get hold of the annual report because and also find out what you can about them so you know like phil's already said go to the linkedin profile but google them have they been interviewed in trade press have they spoken at a conference is the video you know find out as much as you possibly can about those things because what that helps you to do is to find something that after the opening pleasantries you've got some sort of a you got some sort of a hook i noticed that i saw this with regards to your strategy i saw and you you you're going to open it up as you would with a normal level customer you know further down the organisation but you've got to do something i think to to really really set yourself apart and then i think you've got to give consideration to how you're going to open the meeting because you're not got long and we've we've heard two stories of people being thrown out. <laughs> That's the other; they won't necessarily be be polite and sit through it, you know. So thoughts on opening and research and opening meetings with sea level contacts, chaps?
2: I think it it's just pointing out that you you know you're making it clear that it's going to be short. Yeah, uh, they haven't got time. Yeah, they see lots and lots of people. They've got lots of work to do. Just tell them I need ten minutes of your time. Make it clear from the outset because the one thing they don't want to do is sit there thinking, "How long am I going to be here?" Yeah, yeah. So just tell them this is ten minutes or whatever it's going to take. And um, but I wouldn't do more than ten minutes, frankly. Um, if they are prepared to give more time, they yeah. will tell you. Yeah. Uh, but I would tell them how short the meeting is going to be.
0: Yeah, I'm out of great, you know. Um, and I mean, they, 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 they. Tend to be quite busy people. And some people say they've got short attention spans. I don't think they have got short attention spans. I think what they have is they have to develop the ability to move between the many different priorities and focus areas they have very swiftly and easily. And I, I've actually found that they, um, in my experiences, getting, you know, when I was an employee, trying to get their attention about something. If if you got it at the right time, they absolutely lock in a hundred percent and gave you their absolute undivided attention. Yeah. But if you if you, your timing was out, it just wasn't currently sitting on their radar. So I think my my feeling is they're very good at compartmentalizing to to, to cope with the amount of uh, complexity that they that they have to they have. To I, deal. I
1: think for me, it's also about um, <clears throat> this opening ten minutes that we're talking about. It's about making sure that those questions are tailored to the job of the person that we're talking to. So by definition, uh, a sales and marketing director will be worried about his or her customers. Uh, An HR director will be worried about their people. Uh, A finance director will probably be worried about the numbers. Mm. So how you ask those opening questions has to be really tailored to that individual uh, you can't just sort of ask that one question, hoping that it will, it will hook up everybody. Uh, and I think one of my other um, uh, uh, points I'd like to just emphasize is that we, we should assume that the organization that they've been using up until now, namely a competitor of ours, maybe, we, we should assume that they've been doing a lot of things right Uh, which is probably why they've been retained for the last three years. So I think there is a lot of value in that question around the how do you feel about the service that you're getting at the moment, followed by and where do you think it could be improved? Or in numbers, it's if you had to give your current supplier marks out of 10, how many would you give them? And when the other person says, they're doing a good job. I'd give them eight. Then the next question is: So, well, what would we need to do to score ten? So we need to we need to recognise that the competitors are, have probably been doing a reasonable job, and we just need to find out where that yeah. that small chink in the armour is. I think also is
0: um, a part of your planning. And you've obviously got a plan to, to, to make sure you can you can ask the questions that Phil's suggesting. But also, what new, different perspective are you going to bring to the meeting? What are you going to do that is absolutely going to capture their attention, something they didn't know, hadn't thought about, hadn't considered they were missing out on, you know, the whole concept of just telling them something they didn't know, shaking them up a little bit. <clears throat> and I think that can set you apart from from the competition and certainly you know i've been working with clients you know recently on helping them produce sort of success solution stories that they tell a new c-level what they've done with another organization they've got some metrics in there as well you know of the benefits that they've brought but rather than using a powerpoint they're working on telling succinct maybe maximum two-minute stories what was the problem you know, introduce the customer, what was the problem they faced? What are the challenges they were, you know, doing? Um, in in was their solution? What did their solution help the other the other customer to do? What was the happy ending to the story? What were the what were the outcomes? Because we're back to Robert Cialdini and social proof. You know, a CEO is going to be very influenced by another CEO. A, a CTO is going to be influenced very much by another by another CTO. And if it's something they don't know or haven't thought about, you're going to cause them to think and when you do that i think you're going to get invited back for meeting number two you know without without a without a shadow of a doubt and then it'd be ideal you know what's the end in mind for your meeting is for them to say let's get another date in the diary or often what happens ah let me introduce you to i'm going to connect you to and then they'll point you in the direction of someone else in the organization so i think also just make sure that if you do get directed elsewhere you still keep the relationship with the with the c-suite keep that keep that connection keep that connection yeah. going. any I, I other th- thoughts guys yeah phil far I, away I,
1: I think in terms of finding out what uh, people have got on their shopping list i I, th- I think there is a lot of value in the first minute when we say apart from the obvious you know thank you for seeing me type stuff but moving on from that bit I think there's a lot of value in saying well one of the things I wanted to cover in this meeting today is x y and z Uh, what was it that you wanted to cover today and when that person says well that's very interesting because when we spoke on the phone the other day you mentioned A and B, and I'd like to develop that. Now you've got the agenda. Uh, we know what our X, Y, and Z is, and we know what their A and B is, and we can then prioritise that and decide how much of that can be covered there and then and how much might need to be covered on another day. But clearly now we know what their agenda is. We're going to run with that at the earliest opportunity. I very, I very painfully
0: remember... Um, outlining the agenda that I wished to, to go through with a senior, a senior level uh, person, and they just basically went okay and ignored me and just started on their agenda. So, uh, and I remember thinking, oh. You know, that, that, uh, all of that planning I'd done, and my and my lovely PowerPoint slide with the agenda was completely and totally ignored. So I think I would endorse your points very strongly, Phil.
1: Yeah, I I, I can right. remember going on um, uh, in in my previous life a, a number of joint visits with a a very successful uh, salesman in our team, and he was quite assertive. Nice with it, but he was quite assertive. But Literally 10 seconds in, he would be saying to the other person across the boardroom table, you know, why did you agree to see me? As simple as that. Why did you agree to see me? And that person would then come out with what was in the back of their mind that allowed them to allocate some diary time to see the salesperson now sat in front of them. I thought, well, full marks. It might sound a little bit blunt, but yeah. providing it's done in the right way, then nothing wrong with that.
0: No, no, I think um, that that I, I've never heard that before. And that, I think that sounds, like you say, it's quite a bold approach, but it is in keeping with the let's get down to business pretty quickly kind of approach you need to have when you're in when you're in C, in the C suite offices. So yeah, I like it. I like it. Graham, any, any other thoughts from you?
2: Well, I've just been looking here and I I think this is the 153rd episode in which one of us has said, and I think this time it was you, Simon, uh, has said that uh, you can find out a lot about the people that you are uh, trying to see by going to this thing called Google. And this Google thing appears to be quite useful. Um, So (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's amazing, though, how often people don't think of just going to find out basic information on Google about the people yeah. they're meeting, the company. You know, I've been with people who've never even looked at the website of the company they're going to visit. And it, yeah. it just astounds me that people don't find out. If you really want to know about someone in the C-suite, because they're in the C-suite, they are going to be all over Google. Yeah. You can find stuff about them. You can find out lots about them, which will really help you. I think so, a
0: really, a really powerful thing to look for on Google is them being interviewed in yeah. the press or in trade magazines. Trade magazines are particularly powerful. They always have a, they normally have a senior, don't they? Senior feature kind of yeah. thing. And that person talks about strategy and what they're doing in the industry and what's going on. God, if you can't find enough conversation starters in that, then really, I'm not quite sure what to suggest. (laughs) You know, but no, we we have certain themes at the sales chat show that we keep coming back to time and time and time again. And I don't think we need to make any apology for that, folks, because you know, we're just talking about doing the good stuff, doing the right stuff and getting you, getting you, getting you in there. Um, and I think I would also, you know, uh, uh, sort of a closing thought, there was um, in the film Wall Street where um, Charlie Sheen who's playing the character Bud Fox manages to... Uh, Sort of charm his way into the office of Gordon Gecko, the financier, is you got to realize that you're kind of sitting on a trapdoor in front of those people in the floor, like what I call the executive trapdoor. And because Gecko says, okay, you had what it t- t- took to get in my office. The question is now, have you got what it takes to stay? So they're assessing you in those first few minutes to decide, do you look like the sort of person that I should be having a conversation with at my level, or am I gonna drop you through the trapdoor three or four levels down in the in the organization? So you've not got long to make a very strong first impression, build on that first impression, get them interested. And if you do, you'll be back in to see them, or you will now have an ally in that organization that you can develop and, and a point of, and a point of um, communication. So, any other any other closing thoughts, chaps? Oh. Okay, we are good on that. So, think about where your comfort zone is, folks, and maybe challenge yourself because it will be a good idea. Get yourself up that corporate ladder. Get inside some of those more senior senior meetings with those people get yourself properly researched properly prepared and then absolutely go for it and if you get it right you definitely won't be shown the door you'll be uh, you'll be probably invited to come back in again and uh, and don't forget to make sure you build extremely good relationships with their personal assistants and executive assistants because they've kind of got the keys to the magic kingdom so uh, always treat those people with the utmost utmost care and respect. So it's been uh, Simon Hazelveen, Graham Jones, Phil Jesson for the Sales Chat Show. 160 plus episodes available on our website or from wherever you prefer to get your podcast. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And in the meantime, we would just like to wish you good luck and good C-suite selling, folks. <laughs>